This is the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast, the group for the LGBTQ plus community and family of LGBTQ plus wanting to learn more and do better. I am your host, Annie Henderson. I'm a certified professional life coach and also a member of the LGBTQ plus community. We are so glad you're here. Please like and subscribe. And if you know anyone that is needing support as they are going through their journey, please share because I honestly believe by doing so, we can save lives. Hello, this is Annie Henderson, your coming out coach on the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Thanks for being here for this episode with Pastor Bethany Pierbold. Bethany, thank Hello. you so much for coming Thanks on. for inviting me. <laughs> I've been I'm excited. following you slash stalking you on, on TikTok for a <laughs> while because you are someone who does an amazing job of speaking to the LGBTQ community and, you know, oh, thank you. anyone listening. And, and sharing this hopeful, amazing message. So let me introduce you a little further and then we'll, mm. we'll dive right in. Um, Reverend Bethany is the pastor for youth and mission at First Presbyterian of Birmingham, Michigan. Her time studying at Ecumenical Theological Seminary in Detroit gave her a love of diversity in faith. She has a passion to present scripture and church tradition in ways that keeps them relevant for new generations. Ooh, yes. How important. (laughs) This love led her to TikTok to see if scripture could be interpreted for that form of communication. Bethany writes for the immediate word and will someday keep her blog, the millennial episode. (laughs) Someday. Someday I will actually. (laughs) Now that you added TikTok (laughs) on your plate. Ah, so. Uh. Can you tell us, because that's how I found you, TikTok. How, how mm-hmm. did you wind up on TikTok? Because I know for a, a lot of people, we think it's just a young people's platform where they dance and sing and, and get into trouble. So how did yeah. you find yourself <laughs> on TikTok? Those things are happening on TikTok. Um, <laughs> and really, that's what brought me. The kids were coming into youth group and like we're doing these like dances. And I was like, uh, I don't know what's happening. I need to get into, <laughs> I'm losing, losing touch. Um, so I got on TikTok as an observer, just like wanting to see the videos, wanting to see what's up, if there's anything I could pull into a lesson sometime. So I'd say I was on TikTok for maybe a year as an observer, not making videos. And then um, September, early September, maybe um, a parent called me and was upset because her daughter was crying and she was convinced that she was going to hell. And I was like, gosh, where would she get that idea? Like, I I know what she's getting at church. There's no way that she got that idea from us. And the parents said, well, I think it's something to do with TikTok. Mm. So mama bear pastor kicked in and I was like, no, no one's telling my kids they're going to hell. No one's giving them that message without somebody else as an option, at least uh, to give another message. So I started making videos in September, um, quickly got a couple like viral ones um, wearing a transgender stole and Um, saying that I wasn't going to apologize for supporting the LGBTQ community. Um, Just kind of, you know, I mean, the LGBTQ community is amazing on TikTok. They're so supportive. They're so loving. 
So um, I really, you know, kind of lucked out by um, being on their good side. <laughs> They're great people. Um, so wait, wait. So whose bad side did you get on then? Oh, there are so many, <laughs> so many bad sides that I am on right now. <laughs> I have, so the algorithm on TikTok can be tricky, which is like, I don't encourage my youth to get on TikTok. If they're already there, my daughter's not say, on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I will say, follow me, go ahead. But I do not encourage them because it is truly an ocean mm-hmm. where it's hard to navigate. It's hard to get into the right side. Uh, if you get lost, you know, it, it can be done. You can be like just in a bad part. And by bad, I mean, you know, toxic theology, people who are reinforcing religious traumas, um, people who are, are, you know, recently they just came up with a super straight thing on TikTok, which is just horrendous. And those things, I, I really don't want kids to have to be exposed to until they're, they're ready and able to, to really battle with those conversations. Um, and so those people do find me. I mean, I do use hashtags like church and pastor and Bible mm-hmm. and God and Jesus. And so that means I do end up on to some other places. I've had some creators who are part of the evangelical mega church world um, tell their followers to come to my page and call me a wolf in sheep's clothing and call me a false prophet, like actively attacking my account. And it's been a journey for me to learn how to process that. Um, I have taught kids about online bullying for years and, you know, here's what you do. And so I knew on a level what I was supposed to be doing, delete and block, but those words stick in your head. They do. And the first time it really stuck in my head was somebody commented, um, you're not supposed to appease the world. You're not supposed to be part of the world if you're part of Christ. And though logically and theologically, I knew the counter argument, but it really dug deep into me. Um, Like, was I saying something just because it made people happy, just because it made people comfortable? Um, And because part of my ministry is making people uncomfortable to like grow in their faith. So I had to do a lot of like reading scripture again, reassuring myself, being in prayer with God, talking to my peers um, to pull myself out of some of those like holes that, mm-hmm. that the, the bullying can put you in. Um, but then amazing people emailing me and contacting me and putting on my comments, like maybe I'll pick up the Bible this week. Mm. Maybe I'll join you on your sermons this week. Like, Oh, I've never realized that there was another way to think about that. And it's like those ones that I have to hold on to, to say, this is why I do this. This is why I go. Some of these haters, you know, are secret fans who are wondering about God's love being this grand. Um, and they just know how to chirp the, the rhetoric that they've learned. So those conversations have really held me, um, held me on. And six months later, I have over 100,000 followers who want this message in their life on a daily basis, which is baffling that that many people know what my face looked like. <laughs> yes, that's huge, right? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, becoming a pastor, you don't necessarily think of having that many people hearing your message. And, mm-hmm. and that's just on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's only people on TikTok. Imagine everywhere else, how many people need, yeah. need to hear this. Um, yeah. 
So you just mentioned a new thing, which is super straight. I don't know if you can explain that a little bit and then also your, your views on it. Yeah. So super straight was this thing that TikTok came up with. I think it was originated on TikTok um, where people who are essentially are transphobic um, want to say, I only want to date a woman who was assigned woman at assigned female at birth. Um, and saying that you're, you know, trying to reinforce the idea that trans women are not women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they came up with a super straight, they came up with like colored flags, you know, all this nonsense symbols. I mean, super quick, probably within a week, they had symbols, they had signs, they had colors. I mean, it was crazy to watch it grow. Um, and that's essentially what it is, is it's transphobic and it's trying to reinforce, um, this idea that trans people are not um, who they say they are. Uh, my personal thoughts is that it's horrendous and it's gross and it's disgusting to watch. Even when people would post things on my videos that were like trying to burn the straight, uh, super straight flag, I like got rid of it. I don't even want to see orange and black right now. Mm-hmm. Like that is, I don't want anything to do with it. Um, you know, there are some great responses though on TikTok from people who are like joking about like, you know, so do you go up and ask a woman what her chromosomes are when you meet her? When someone looks like Megan Fox, you go up and ask her that first. Um, so that's the that's the hell and the heaven of TikTok. It can create these ridiculous groups really quickly that can cause so much harm. But it also gives us a chance to see some really great ways to respond. Um, when people put hate comments on my videos, I struggle with do I leave this up because the next three comments are really witty, good responses to someone who says that it, we can teach each other, you know, some of those great ways to deflect that hate. Or do I take this down because we've heard it so many times and we're so sick of hearing it. Um, so sometimes I leave them up. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I block people. Sometimes I don't. Cause sometimes I also think, I think this person came to me like the spirit mm-hmm. sent them to my page because a lot of homophobic people are also hiding that they are gay and maybe they just need a couple more people to say into their lives. It's okay to start exploring that part of your identity. So it's a balance. I don't know if I'm getting anywhere near right, but I'm trying something. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, that's a, that's a, and I've, I've experienced that too. I've gotten on the wrong side of TikTok, and, you know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the, because yeah, like you said, people will start interacting. Um, and personally for me, like if I see it's going nowhere and it's just getting angry and ugly, then I'll usually end up cutting it off or blocking that yeah. person or just stopping yeah. the comments completely. Cause I'm like, I don't want to show see this showing up like on a minute to minute basis in my phone. And that's the first thing I see. So yeah, yeah in terms of setting some good boundaries <laughs> for your oh, yeah. any social media um, is important. Um, so yeah, uh, are, and I know we'll get to this again, but uh, how can people find you on TikTok? So my name is Rev Bethany. Uh, just it's one word. I think it's all lowercase too on TikTok. On the different like Instagrams or whatever, sometimes you have to capitalize. But I think on TikTok, it's just Rev Bethany. Um, and, and there I am. I'm the only one out there. And every day I try to post at least one video. Um, I'm trying to incorporate more like teaching videos now. I was doing a lot of just the trends and the 15 second. 
I think the 15 second video is the new parable. There's so much I can get across in 15 seconds that I would have never thought I could like in June. Right. Um, yeah. It tests, it tests you out and gets your, your sound bites down to, yeah. okay, this is what people are listening to. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the struggle is putting in those teaching parts. Cause there are people there who like see me as their pastor and want to be discipled and want to grow in their faith. Um, but those videos don't get as many views. And so I have to like struggle with my own pride to be like, Oh, that one only got, <laughs> <laughs> well, the trendy ones bring in the people, right? Yes, and then, and the then they become obsessed with you and then they'll go down and watch all of them and, and find the ones they need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, uh, and I think you, do you have like a weekly time that you go live? So I, sometimes it switches every week, but, um, it is in my bio. It's usually on a Thursday, um, Thursday night is when I go live and that's when we get to chat. And those are some of my favorite nights of the week. Um, I've even gone live like on another night just because I'm having a bad day. And like, it's just better when I get on TikTok and get to meet with the people there. Um, always great questions. Many times it's the same questions, um, but it's different people asking, but people stay on to hear the answer every single time. They, They've heard me say, you know, you're not going to hell. They've heard me say the rapture isn't real. They've heard me say all those things. Um, But to hear it over and over, I think, is being really healing for some people to know that that is um, that is a a good interpretation, uh, a right interpretation that you can take from scripture. Um, We've had people on there who are asking for prayer. And then on my next live, someone will come in and say, oh, they're crazy names, right? So they're like cookie jar. I like it. How's cookie jar's mom doing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I think they're good. I, I you know, commented on one of their videos. So there is community that is being developed on there, which so many of our like senior, pa- my senior pastor has been great, but so many senior pastors that I've heard of other progressive clergy who are just like, don't forget the real people. Well, Mm. the people on TikTok are real too. They have real problems. And sometimes the anonymity of TikTok is allowing people to open up more than they ever would to me as they walk out of the service on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, People are caring about one another, asking about them, going on their videos and checking in on them. We had um, a person the other night that um, was just in a really dark place and you could tell and those are the hardest parts because there's only so much I can do on this side of the camera Um, so you know referring them to Trevor Project telling them to call someone please you know do something to take action about these thoughts that you're having Um, and then I went on to one of their videos the next day and like so many people on my live were like checking in hey just checking in how's it going how are you this morning Mm. I was like my heart was so warmed that that was happening um yeah. So that, it's great. That that community is huge because, you know, we got some small town folk out there that yeah. they're surrounded by um, some confusion, <laughs> confusion yeah. around the hell and what, what's been preached to them their whole life. And, you know, they might not, they only have their bubble and the yeah. internet allows them to reach out and hear a different perspective and get support. Um, I know, some people that are in our LGBT and allies Facebook group that people come from TikTok. Um, there's, we have a, a weekly zoom call on, on Sundays and we're going to have a in-person get together 
with some social distancing, of course, still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though we're in Texas, <laughs> um, but she's, uh, she's in Louisiana and she's going to drive up. So it's, it's cool to make all of these amazing connections that we would ne- never make. Yeah. Otherwise. Um, yeah that, go that's ahead. my next kind of percolation is, um, how do I help these people who are in the like progressive theology deserts, um, stay connected where I think my church will always, I know my church will always be live streaming Sunday mornings, but there's so much more of the church than just Sunday worship. It's the Bible studies, it's the community, it's the people who can check in on you. Um, so I've been doing lots of research right now about online ministry and digital ministry and figuring out how do we do this? Um, and I think it's like the next step. So youth ministry, nobody used to do it. Now it's second nature. You have to do it. I think digital ministry is that next thing. Um, in a few years, if you're not doing digital ministry, um, you're not, you're not doing it. You're not, <laughs> you're, you're gone. You're lost. <laughs> yeah. And it's so, so important. Um, I have a, a friend we were talking recently and her, I mean, this has nothing to do with the digital ministry, but it, in, in talking about reaching the youth, um, they, you know, they went to a, a kind of like a summer camp that with their church or it was something like that. And then, you know, they were loving it. It was awesome. And then the, the preacher started talking about, um, the LGBTQIA community and how they're going to hell. And then the kids just checked out, right? Because yeah, so, yeah. so many of their friends um, and, and sometimes family members, and it's to, to not to be able to reach the youth, like, ah, oh. so I think what you're doing and, you know, there's, I, I'm sure TikTok, how old do you have to be to be on TikTok, by the way? I mean, what I would like it to be, I think <laughs> the rules, I probably are like 13, like Instagram, it's probably, probably some kind of rule like that. But that's another thing that TikTok is like a, an import from a different country. So it's the standards are not exactly the same as what like an Instagram and other places um, have. So there's rumors that they're going to start helping that <clears throat> and making sure you have to like say if you're 18 or not. Um, but I think 13 is probably in there somewhere. Yeah. And you know what? That just means, Bethany, that you can reach them even younger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hope so. Before yes. it takes hold. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there is there anything else that you want to share? Um, I, I know there might be some parents that are listening that maybe they're concerned about their kids, right? They've always been taught their uh, the LGBTQIA community is going to hell and now their child's coming out. What, what, what can you say to them? Well, so a lot of people will ask me, you know, I found out that my church is not affirming. What do I do now? And when they're older, um, my advice is you have, you have two options. You can feel called to be the change maker within that community and be loud and noisy and make sure that they're, they're having to really examine why they say those things or to find another church. Now that is really hard because a lot of people have grown up in their churches. These are their aunts and their uncles and it is family. Um, So that's a really hard move to make, but to have to go to church every week and filter out, you know, I liked this, but I didn't like that. This was okay, but that wasn't okay. Um, 
only raises the risk of that harm being one of the things that you choose to hang on to. You hear it and you hang on to it. So if it was a child, I would say really try and find a church that is affirming, or at least there's a lot of churches that just refuse to talk about the issue. Um, You know, at least that. And the best way to do that is to go on a church website, look around, see if they have any good inclusive language on their website. Um, There's a couple search engines, Church Clarity, um, Gay Church, that will help you kind of see they've done some research about churches and their uh, level of affirmation. Um, ask questions of like people in the pews. Um, I, it's going to be awkward, but it's easier to ask these questions now. You know, do you have any uh, lesbian couples here? Do you have, you know, when's the last time somebody who is transgender was baptized here? Um, that's not necessarily, they're not going to say like yesterday, but they might say like, oh, I don't think we ever have. But you can tell by their tone of voice, you know, if they're like, oh, then you know, <laughs> ask the pastor. And if the pastor can't tell you, that they would absolutely marry someone who is gay, then that's not the church for you. Like they should be able to say yes. If it's, let's go to coffee. Let's talk about this more. Why do you think that? Um, It's just not going to be a conversation that is really helpful. Um, So if it's a young child who is coming out and and you know that your church is not going to be able to wrap them in the love that you want them to have, you know, find another church community. Um, If you're in one of those deserts where there aren't a lot of people around, um, find your people, you know, find the people who at least will speak goodness and love into their lives. Um, A lot of churches are going to be online for a long time. So find a church that you can watch Sunday worship at home from, find a church um, that's offering resources, read some books. You know, you can do this outside of a church community. Um, I personally love the church community environment, so um, it's hard for me to do that, but um, there is a way. And it is so important. There'll be so many things you have to grieve as this process goes on um, to have people that will understand what you're grieving uh, will be beneficial to everyone. And in the long run, you are grieving but you're also showing love you're showing love to a kid you're showing love to yourself you're choosing to make to make decisions and behaviors that are going to be supportive for either you or your child so that would be my advice (laughs) (laughs) well said well said um what about someone that's listening and you know is really torn about can I be gay and Christian yeah that's another one I get a lot (laughs) Um, A lot of dread, a lot of like, you know, I am going to hell. I am not going to be raptured, like absolutely convinced of that. Um, And my advice is always, you know, the rapture is not going to happen and you're not going to hell. I can say that with full confidence. I have studied scripture for years. Um, I have listened to biblical scholars who are 80 times smarter than me. They all say these things. Um, I I know that that is not going to happen. There is a great uh, documentary on um, Prime Video, I think on Amazon Prime, called Hellbound. It's one word with a question mark at the end. Um, It's a great documentary about what the Bible actually says about hell. And their overarching conclusion is that hell is not there. Um, And I love it. I watch it every once in a while just to like to see the brilliance of how they have really engaged with the full um, question of if hell exists. So that's a good one. If you're like really stuck on, I'm going to hell, go and watch that one. It'll give you a couple more um, outlets. Um, but, you know, the, 
those ideas are made up by people in order to help us live in fear because they can't understand why you would ever serve a God unless you were afraid of God. Mm. And it should be that God's love is so inviting that sure, we got a couple free tickets, but that's what makes it so amazing. And why would that not change my life to be like, I got to show some of that to other people because this love is life-changing and I want to be a part of changing someone else's life. I want to show this kind of love the best I can. I'm going to mess it up a couple of times. And that should be the motivating force for following God and being a follower of Jesus. Just the amount of love that poured out instead of fear. Yeah. Thank you. I, I haven't seen Hellbound, so I'm going to go check it out myself. It's I appreciate great. it. Yeah. We haven't even gotten <laughs> to the question, what are you watching? So, um, Hellbound's so, a good one. Yeah. Reverend Bethany, <clears throat> Pastor Bethany, where, where else can people find you? Um, so I'm trying to figure out Instagram. Um, you know, like <laughs> I am, I am 34. I'm a dinosaur still on Facebook. Um, and that hopped a couple, uh, social media platforms over to TikTok. So I'm trying to go on Instagram. I started that one because TikTok is like bans people for no reason and does some weird things. So I wanted to at least have another space where people could find me. Um, I do have a YouTube channel that's up and coming. I do have a blog, like I said, that's up and coming. The blog is millennial, millennial epistle. Um, and that I keep updated with my social medias and stuff, but it's Rev Bethany on just about everything. Um, and my church website is great um, to come and find worship services and opportunities. We're doing lots of stuff on Zoom right now. So we'd love to have anybody join us who's uh, interested in what we're saying. Awesome. And I'll include all of that information in the show notes. So people, if you couldn't write fast enough, you can go and find <laughs> it and, and check it out. Definitely follow her on TikTok. So, so many daily wonderful nuggets. Love it. Um, all right. So what are you watching? What am I watching? Um, so I have a, a really strange obsession with cults and with murder. <laughs> and the other day I saw something that said the Mormons and murder. And I was like, yes, that is, me. that's what I need to watch. Um, I, uh, Wait, is that, is it called repair shop or is that something different? <laughs> no, 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 that, that, no, that, that's something different. The repair shop is another one I love to watch. Um, repair shop is, uh, they, people, people bring in like heirlooms that have been like slightly aged or ruined and these people repair them with such care. And the thing that I love the most is they never talk about the price. They never say, you know, this antique is worth this much or this, cause it's not about the price of these people. It's about the family. It's about the mm -hmm. sentiment. It's about the memories and like that just touches me so much. You know, you get the antique road show and they always talk about the money, the money, the money. And this one is like, no, nope, we're not talking about the money at all. This antique bear might be worth a million dollars, but you know, we're doing nothing about it because it's going to stay in the crib with all the babies for the next hundred years. Oh, so, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, that sounds like you're. TikTok channel. <laughs> yeah, <it>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you. We'll work on this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> ah, I love it. Any, any departing words? I know you've said already shared so many wonderful things, but, um, anything to leave everyone with? Oh, I just hope, you know, we, we, we think that we have this theology that's been stuck in us 
forever, but it's not, it's really brand new. And so if we can continue this work and do this, you know, we can, it's only been 75 years since we've had homosexual in the Bible. So we need to really engage this and really push back on it. So that people will see that this is new. This is not even church tradition. Um, and we need to go back to what it was when we um, were all loving and really saw the value of everybody in, in scripture and in our theology. Yes. Is that, is it called 1946, the movie? 1946. Yes. They all, they kept saying this year and I was like this year, this year. And now there's because of COVID they're saying Mm. 2022, but that's going to be, um, I'm totally ready for the protest because they're going to have a terrible time getting out into theaters and getting out of the world because there's going to be tons of people who are going to want that movie not on the screen um, because of what it reveals about um, mm-hmm. about the the RSV translation. So, you know, I'll get my signs out and my marching boots and we will make sure that people see this movie because I am so praying that it changes things and it opens people's minds that... Um, this was not never supposed to be there in the Bible. Yes. Oh gosh. I feel like we're about to start another podcast on just that part, but (laughs) I will let you go to make your TikTok videos and do your preaching and everything else. Thank you so much. um, Thanks so much, Annie. Being here. You're amazing. I'll continue to hop on and thanks the other day for Skeeter prayers. She is much better. <laughs> oh, good, good. I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is the quote for today. What is worse, accepting your child's gender identity or burying them because you couldn't? Refuse to be your child's first bully. Thank you once again for listening to the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Please check out the show notes on how to reach out and other great resources for support groups and more. If you haven't heard this today, I love you. And yes, you are enough in all the ways. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are the kind of person that likes to help others, then please share this with friends and family. If it helped you, then it will probably help others. Also, if you're needing support and inspiration daily, then connect with me at Life Coach Annie on Facebook. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen today. If you could do me a favor, please leave a positive review so that more people in the LGBTQ community can find meaningful content that motivates.